Firecast, a podcast from MDM Publishing, brought to you in association with International Firefighter Magazine, reporting to municipal, industrial and fire training professionals. Welcome to another Firecast, where we get to discuss some of the key issues with the big players in the fire industry. I'm Paul Hutton and today we talk about the essential subject of quality protective equipment for firefighters with Jeff Fackler, the North America Business Development Director for the Thermal Solutions segment of DuPont Personal Protection. In his role, Jeff is responsible for managing the distribution and sales portion of the Industrial Thermal Apparel Channel. In our conversation, we'll also hear from MDM Publishing's group editor Duncan White, but let's start with Jeff explaining why making it straightforward for fire departments to be able to procure the best equipment and know it's the best equipment is so important. The broader fire service community really both uh, regionally and internationally, has got a lot of things on their plate. They're facing a lot of different challenges. Certainly, this topic has been uh, front and center with a lot of the communities, which makes a lot of sense. The good news is our particular position is addressed by our certifications of our materials that contain Nomex to Ecotex 100, which class two, which is a globally recognized independent third-party certification body that evaluates materials against annually updated listing of hazardous substances. So the class two is really the, uh, there's four classes. The only one that's more stringent is for clothing and apparel that's worn by infants where they tend to suckle on them and could suck on them. But otherwise we have these certifications each and every year to both uh, Nomex fibers as well as yarn. And the other concern that is front and center with many, uh, understandably, is PFAS. And the other good news is that Nomex and Kevlar, which we can speak about later as sister fibers, have never been manufactured with PFAS and never will. Now, there are downstream processes that people do things with Kevlar Nomex fiber after it leaves DuPont, but many of them have also established positions to uh, the PFAS concern. What sort of firefighters will use this PPE? Is it suitable for, for everyone? Yes. The categories that we participate in, specifically Nomex Extreme and, and other our other technologies uh, are for structural firefighting, proximity, wildland, really just about every particular category of firefighting that's out there. They're obviously used in different forms. Kevlar and Nomex and particularly Nomex Extreme uh, Technologies are found throughout most of those different types of combinations. And certainly Nomex is also used in station wear very broadly in in national and international communities. So it might be helpful to keep in mind that we're sort of a a science and technology company that we developed the fiber and its applications in concert with people that take it and build it into gear. And it's found through every aspect of the fire service community, even in accessories such as gloves, hoods, and particular protective hoods, etc. Obviously, one of the, the things that, especially when you get into such important matters as to uh, the, the, the stuff that firefighters wear, you have to make sure that it attains certain standards. Have you ticked all the standards boxes all the way along? Yeah, the, the good news with technologies that go into fire service, certainly there's levels of certifications that all must meet in whatever application they're intended for. And then they, they, there's certainly standards that outline that 
And then there's third-party independent testing that certifies or confirms uh, those technologies to that application. From a global standpoint, notified bodies, also most people know them as certified bodies, list the components of the protective layers. So we encourage people to look for Nomex and Kevlar in either PBO, Nomex Nano, or Nomex Nano Flex in the certification documentation. For North America, that certification body is UL, or Underwriters Laboratories, which lists, again, the components of the protective layers. So people can look for those components in the certification documentation to make sure that they are clear on what technologies are in those components and that they meet their, their standards and their specifications maybe of their individual department. Yeah, Jeff, you kind of beat me to it there. I was going to ask, how does a firefighter know that they're wearing that particular certified PPE so that they can be confident that what they're wearing is going to keep them as safe as possible? I think the other point I want to make is there's certainly the the certification performance of the gear uh, and different layers or components of the gear applications themselves. We talked a little bit before about Ecotech certifications, which are just more the the materials and substances that are found or not found in these materials. And those, those certifications are typically done on an annual basis as well. The important point there is uh, Ecotex actually updates the listing of the hazardous substances and chemicals that they're, they're checking for on an annual basis. So one that comes up typically in fire services, uh, for example, which was not included in the standard some while ago, which is benzene was added a year or two ago. And again, Nomex, uh, both fiber and yarn were recertified to those newer certifications. So we've always felt importance of educating the fire service community as to what are all the sources of information that are uh, fact-based and science-based since in the the days of uh, social media, while there's a lot of uh, access and ease of access Unfortunately, there can be misinformation that creeps into those same channels. I think now's a good time to bring in Duncan White, the group editor of MDM Publishing, because from your previous life working in a fire station and being a chief fire officer, Duncan, uh, this must have been pretty high up on your list of priorities. How encouraging is it that there is such stringent safety standards and such good quality gear that firefighters have available? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's an honour to, to, to take part in this, uh, this podcast and, and discuss something that uh, has played such a huge part in my uh, firefighting career over the last 30 years. A firefighter doesn't want to uh, have to worry about uh, whether the PP is going to do what it says it's going to do when they're uh, rushing into an instant to uh, save life and protect property. I was lucky that the fire and rescue service I worked in, we were a fire service that was protected with some of the uh, best PP available, keystones that uh, set firefighter standards apart from others. And uh, it's great to know that None of the products that are in that PPE contain any of that PFAS chemicals that is such a, a, a huge concern to all of us now. It's that reliability and that strength that the, that the, the product gives and the, the inherent flame resistance that the, the two products give the, the firefighter PPE is, 
is so reassuring that there's not a lot more I can say that uh, it's a bit like uh, wanting to go from home to London any way you can, but you know that you're riding in a Rolls Royce when you're wearing equipment that's using Nomex fibers. Duncan, if I may, and Paul, you know, first and foremost, we very much appreciate your service as well as the service of many that may be listening. Keep in mind that Kevlar and Nomex are sister technologies, Nomex optimized for textile properties, Kevlar for strength, were invented in the late 60s. And DuPont is a science and technology company and has a tremendous amount of resources dedicated to product stewardship as a key part of our core values. And as such, over the years, we continue to uh, work with those technologies, those fiber technologies every year, along with the people that use them. While we're making fiber at one end of the supply chain, we actively participate with companies that spin it with companies that weave it, with companies that use it in their garment manufacturing, accessories and findings, and certainly even their distribution. And they all add innovation along the way. So it's very, very important. But we, we as a part of that product stewardship, have connections uh, to each of those steps, if you will, to make sure at the end of the day, what Duncan just said is that as a firefighting person that the last thing they need to worry about is what their gear will or will not do. So the other important part of that is, unfortunately, in today's day and age, there are, I'm trying to use the right word, there are companies and entities that might try to copy or mimic our brands and how our brands perform and all the elements of product stewardship and how we work with the channel to make sure that they're delivering the right thing, the firefighter. It's important that we just ask that the firefighter and the firefighting management, people that follow and, and work hard to build solid specifications are ensuring that the technologies that they're thinking they're wearing or using are in fact included. And the best way to do that is again through the uh, global standard setting buys as well as UL and the components that are listed. And you mentioned about being invented in the 60s, Jeff, but it's kind of reinvented all the time because looking through my notes, I discovered that you, you don't just have one kind of research facility that you're working on improving the product, but you've got them around the world uh, to make sure that you're really at the cutting edge of ensuring that firefighters have the very best and the very latest uh, safety attire to wear. We invest very heavily in testing and evaluation. thing to keep in mind that we always say is that today's fires burn uh, hotter, they burn faster. There's different environments that the fire service community is faced with. There's certainly regional differences of how people may participate, engage in the fire ground in North America versus other regions, and certainly different standards and, and requirements. So to that end, we have six technical centers around the world that are really positioned to be in line and in step with not only regional uh, tactics and, and practices, but certainly regional certifications and standards, and help to evaluate and test 
the application of our fibers in whatever uh, use that they're being included in. And so we're not a certification body that needs to be third party, but we vet a lot of our, the applications of our technology so that in concert with our partners, both, you know, the, the mills, the converters, the garment manufacturers, we know ahead of going into certification, how those technologies brought together will perform. As part of those technical centers, we also have, uh, there's five, what we call Thermoman units, which is a technology we designed with the U.S. military back in the 70s to evaluate PPE that's intended for flash fire protection. You know, how do you test that and know what it's going to do? And so we designed a very sophisticated technology in mannequin to simulate what would happen uh, if someone's exposed to any kind of flash fire of a certain duration and a certain intensity. And it's calibrated the national, it's burn, burn data so that we can predict where and what type of degree of burns that might occur. And we also have a technology called ArcMan, which is in Europe. It's again, a technology that we developed to, again, not certify arc protective technologies, but test them and evaluate their performance. And again, that's just our, another dimension of our stewardship. While we don't really even make gear or uh, certain types of accessories that go along that are actually per- procured and used in the fire service, we have a strong partnership in how they're developed and how they're produced. And al- along with licensees and people that we have a lot of trust and experience with over the years. Uh, the other thing I'll mention is that to your point, Nomex and Kevlar technologies are iterated on constantly. We use them and we evaluate their performance in blends, as as many of the listeners may know. And we're also working on the next generation, Kevlar or Nomex, if you will. And so uh, a lot of investment in technology and stewardship, again, so that at the end of the day, that firefighter does not have to think twice about his or her gear. Jeff, I just want to pick up on, on the comments you made in relation to the, the duty of care that uh, fire chiefs have got to ensure that what they're buying is actually what uh, they think they're buying. I've seen on too many occasions where fire departments have gone out with all honesty to, to produce an, a partnership with a, uh, a third-party manufacturer to buy PPE only to find later down the line through burns received to firefighters that what they actually bought wasn't what it said on the on the ticket. So in relation to that, the, the procurement process and the and the fire chiefs, they really need to, to look at the duty of care and the due diligence that they show when they're going through this performance uh, or this process of, of procurement. And not only that, the, the issue of sustainability. This is a, a big issue these days where we're looking to ensure that uh, not only are we doing the right thing for for the firefighter and the fire department, but we're also doing the the right thing for the environment in the long run to ensure that we are uh, procuring products that not only are fit for purpose, but when it comes to recycling and reusing, they can be uh, sustainable. The other other thing I wanted to to pick up on was the the Thermoman unit. Anybody that's uh, not had the opportunity to to witness Thermoman in, in real life Whenever you're anywhere near a show where Thermoman is doing a demonstration, then I can highly recommend that it's worth uh, standing around for a few minutes while it's set up and uh, to see actually what it does, because it gives you total reassurance that when uh, 
when you're putting that gear on your back that you know and have seen what uh, what Thermoman does to does to the uh, product. It gives you uh, a lot of faith. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. There's uh, one note on Thermoman, and I'll, I'll comment on another. Is uh, COVID with all the challenges that it's presented, uh, one of which was being able to get people to Thermoman. And you know, we have a we have a demonstration unit. Uh, that would go around and do stuff out in the field at local entities and departments, and in some cases bring people into our labs. And a little bit different now, but the, the challenges of COVID drove us to think about how we can leverage our uh, facilities and our technology and resources like Thermoman and Arcman in a different way. And so would like you, the listeners, to know is we invested a lot over the last year and a half to basically provide virtual connectivity and mechanisms to host uh, burns or evaluations virtually. And so people want to evaluate a hood. We, by the way, we also have a technology we just developed called Thermo Hand, which uh, here in Richmond, Virginia, is designed similarly with a lot of science and technology to evaluate flame-resistant gloves and their offerings, especially, you know, with certain variables of the inside of the glove being wet or not. But basically, you know, being able to set up a, an event that people can participate in virtually. And so if they can't be there physically, we, we have the mechanisms of interfacing with the technologists of being able to see and experience the data, both the preparation of the garment the actual burn of the garment and the after burn of the garment. It's not quite the same because you don't feel the heat coming from the chamber, but it's almost as good. And so the other thing I just want to mention is you, you were talking about the evolution of the fire service community. We have fortunately a lot of touch points with the communities around the world. And as we've engaged with departments, around the world, we, we definitely found a consistent theme with what you're speaking to before Duncan about decisions and choices, that there was a, a really a true need for an organized portfolio of innovative PPE solutions that emergency responders would be able to resource with a, a good balance of long-lasting flame-resistant protection, comfort, heat stress, durability, et cetera. So we created, it's a category that we call Nomex Extreme Performance, which basically highlights the building blocks of Nomex and Kevlar, but combined with either some or all of some of the more recent innovations that include PBO fiber technology, Nomex Nano and Nomex Nano Flex. These combinations all deliver very high levels of performance. We wanted to be able to try and commonize globally so that people, Duncan, as you were a chief or a leader, as you're looking at your specifications, can easily find categories of products around the world that meet the, that high level of performance. I think the the way in which you are proactively providing the these tools, Jeff, is is testament to the product and the customer service. There should be no excuses in this day and age with the information that is available, both from the raw material manufacturers through to the end product manufacturers that. Any fire chief worth their weight will will do their homework, will go and look at uh, all the information, ensure that they've done the necessary uh, research prior to signing a document because 
we all know to our detriment and we know people that have, have suffered because they have signed on what looked like a golden deal, but things that look like golden deals very often turn out to be the uh, the poor substitute. So I commend the work that you guys are doing there to, to make that procurement uh, process so much uh, more streamlined. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And one thing I would want to mention to that end is for the most part, the people that participate in this industry and our partners, licensees, all have the best interests of the firefighter in mind that if there's ever a question and, and there's the good news is there's lots of information there are a lot of people that are responsibly committed to information that's correct and not misinformation so we're certainly always available to be a checkpoint for the the industry uh, what they're hearing what they're being told what resources or things or assets are in front of them and, and whether or not they're scientifically based or maybe otherwise commercially intended. You know, we're, we approach from a very non-commercial vantage point. Our mission is to educate the industry, facilitate education and all the different things that we've talked about, and then allow the community to make the decisions that they need to based on very sound, solid information. So one of the things that's also important to that, uh, I've always said, and I've participated in this community since 2009, is it's as important to know what the gear or the PPE can't do as much as somebody learns what it can do, because there are limitations to everything. Whether you have 35 TPP gear or you have 55 TPP gear, it's going to meet its its match at some point. So there's limitations to everything. I think it's very important, and we're always happy to participate and facilitate these conversations of Here's what the gear or the PPE will do, what it's capable of, and here's what it won't do and what its limitations are. So that, that again, that firefighter, there's no question whether he or her will know what their performance that stuff can do and how far they should or should not push it. Jeff Fackler, the North America Business Development Director for the Thermal Solutions segment of DuPont Personal Protection there, and he's been talking to Duncan White and me on this latest Firecast. You can find out more about this by clicking the link with this podcast, and we'll join you for another Firecast soon. Thank you for listening. Firecast is produced and presented by Paul Hutton and is an MDM publishing podcast in association with International Firefighter Magazine. 